Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Haunt Johns. And with me today is Stephen. And I don't even remember. I didn't. My mind's poop. What is your last name? My last name is Stephen Intermill. Oh, see, I'm not actually even sure if I knew that or not. But it probably was on the email. But he is. What do you. Are you the owner of the Buckland Museum? Well, so the museum is a partnership. I own the operation, and then my partner in the museum, Tony, a woman down in Columbus, she owns the artifacts. So uh, it's a good, you know, the two of us are essentially the top of the pyramids here and make the decisions together. So, oh, that's exciting. And that's even better because then you have somebody with you. Yeah, I have somebody to collaborate with. Um, so she. She's been not even sure how long she's been involved with Wicca and witchcraft in general, but she had a really close relationship with our founder, Raymond Buckland. So um, some of the stuff that uh, maybe I might not have a clue on, she can be a well-versed expert on many times and vice versa. So it's a really great collaboration. So That's awesome. And that's, I mean, it's really interesting how his museum ended. Like, it's a it's an interesting history of he. If I'm if I've done my research correctly, he was the first yeah. open Wicca. Well, he was the first Wiccan in the United States. Um, there were many witches before Ray came over, but he's the one that brought over the religion of Wicca from England. Okay, and then he was the first one to set up a. Uh, witchcraft museum also right yeah his museum the first museum of witchcraft in the americas was the first witchcraft museum in the united states it started off very humbly in his basement and then it grew out of there and uh it moved around quite a bit it was in storage for many years and now we have it here in uh cleveland ohio that's awesome and how often is your museum open is it daily six days a week um mondays i have off some some rest for the wicked right um yeah it's uh so it's here tuesday through sunday limited hours on sunday but uh yeah pretty much uh when we first started off we were in a very small room i was trying to work on a catalog i didn't really think the museum admission people coming in part was going to take off but that it's been gangbusters since we began. So we had pretty limited hours then. We moved into a much larger location almost two years ago. And at that point, I was like, you know, this is uh, either I have to do this full time or it's just uh, nothing's ever going to really happen with it. So I fully committed, quit my job, um, quit my job, 
did it full time and it's been a great, great experience. Um, so yeah, didn't really see COVID happening, but you know, the things about COVID, learned a lot about business since COVID began. I've learned a lot about myself since COVID began. I've learned a lot about my clientele. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been terrible, but I'm not going to say that it hasn't had its rewards in some ways. So, oh, but you're trying to find that, and it's interesting because I was going to ask you about that. That your um, reviews on Google, which I was actually looking to see, like what were the most common things that did people mm-hmm. say? Oh, I really enjoyed this. Which there was something which I'll get to, but um, they really are now appreciating the fact that you're super COVID safe, like that was almost all the the most current reviews say, you know, I really appreciate Stephen. He's taking COVID precautions. Well, so the way I see it is, first of all, if I get COVID, okay, and I'm just looking at the most base way that I can, if I get COVID, I have to close. And who knows how long it would take to get the museum open again, first of all. Second of all, Outbreak at the Witchcraft Museum. Can you imagine? The headlines. <laughs> Terrible idea. So uh, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. Keep your distance from them, and we're good. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's but it's no. great. You have a sense of humor. Well, maybe you weren't trying to be funny, but <laughs> no. you know the one thing I learned about Raymond when I I only knew Ray for about a year before we opened, but everything he did. He had a smile on his face when he would talk to me about stuff. Um, people accuse me of being cheeky about things. And it's uh, it's more, you know, you got to go get through everything with a sense of humor, right? It's, oh, uh, yeah. It's, dying <laughs> laughing. It's, yeah. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. And laughing is more yeah. Sometimes yeah. crying is cleansing, but. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in my day-to-day we like to keep it very light here. Otherwise, I can come across as this dark lord of the abyss. And nobody really wants to be around that guy. So. <laughs> well, you never know. There's, well, <laughs> there's I someone know, for everyone. Just kidding. Okay, so I will get to that point that's most common. Like, I was, I was expecting somebody to say, I really found this artifact interesting or I really thought this was interesting but the one thing that it like the most common thing was Stephen is amazing and he's a great storyteller it's like almost every review I've had uh I've had a few years to practice my stories that's for sure you know it's uh every one of them gets refined over and over again over the years for the the perfect tale the thing is is um so if people just came in and looked at the artifacts, they'd be like, okay, this is kind of cool, famous witch guy's wand. A lot of the people that we deal with here, to me, to Tony, to a good good chunk of our clientele, these are, uh, I don't know, the rock stars of the witchcraft and the occult community. But for other people, the majority of our guests, they're just interested and they want to come in. So just by looking at something, looking at an artifact without the context of why it's special why it's important that's um that's something that just gets uh you know thrown out the window if uh people i give about a 10 13 minute intro to people and sometimes i can tell that they're getting a bit bored um 
But I realized that if I don't give it to them, if I don't tell them the story of this collection, then they're like, wow, okay, I just went and looked at a pile of weird stuff. But so if it's not in context and uh, so, yeah, I, I'm glad you noticed that. I love, love sharing the tale of the collection. Tell that, that comes across. You can tell. It's always like, I like to, to do that just to kind of get a, you know, yeah. feel. And it's a different way to, to research, yeah. I guess, the, behind yeah. the scenes. But I, it really struck me with that, that, you know, they, and, and do you have like, is there a story that, People really like when you said, because I bet you one of the things you've learned too is how to read people if you're losing them, if they're really. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, when I'm having a really off day, I read them completely the wrong way and I just keep talking and they are just like, shut up. Or like, I really wish he had spent more time telling me about this stuff. And I'm thinking to, you know, reading them that, uh, like, yeah, I wish this person would leave me alone so I could contemplate a bit. But 90% of the time, I think I get it right. It's a good balance of uh, storytelling and giving people space to uh, enjoy the pieces. And so. is there one story that no matter who it is, they really are like, wow? Or Yeah, there's one. Uh, we have a crystal ball that was owned by a very famous witch named Sybil Leak. And I always make this joke. It's serious. My mother had come to our opening and she's like, why are people here? We had about 300 guests that day. We had a line down the street. She, uh, you know, brought my dad. We got to support Stevens Witch Museum. Um, and I, she's looking around and then she sees this one specific crystal ball. And then I could see it just like resonate with her. And she's like, Sybil Leak, I remember her. She was always on TV back in the 60s this is what you have here. I'm like, yeah, what did you think? You know, there's a very notorious shop here in Cleveland. It's a um, slash grocery store, general store called Mark's. She's like, I thought you went to Mark's and bought some weird stuff. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told that to somebody that didn't quite get it, you know? <laughs> so, so. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, oh my our guests very well but to me it's a great way to kind of explore just uh how the people that we feature in the museum many of them are like i said like the rock stars of the witchcraft world the ones that uh not everybody knows but many people do so that's really exciting it's it's there, there's not anything else really like that, is there, in the United States? No, um, not really. It's uh, There's a traveling museum of the paranormal, uh, but that's more of the couple who owns it, their adventures that they go on and pick up things. There is a few other paranormal museums. There's the Mothman Museum, um, but there's no... In Salem, we have, of course, the... Uh, Oh, that's true. Museum, but none of those are really celebrating the culture that we have as of right now. And uh, so, um, yeah, people, uh, it's a pretty unique experience. I love it. And do you ever get people that are like, oh, like how you said, because a lot of people are like, oh, which is bad. Oh, my gosh, that's the devil. Or No, they stay outside. 
Okay, good. <laughs> I just wondered if you were ever able to help them broaden their. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing that uh, the majority of my guests that come in here are super excited about it. You can tell that some people get dragged in. I have a nice couch for somebody that doesn't want to listen to us. They could sit there and check out their phone, you know, if that's what they're excited about. Um, but the majority of the people that come in here um, just walk in with an open mind and they're just curiosity seekers, right? But that's awesome. There's a witch museum? What? What? <laughs> so. And so many people too, I was shocked. They're like, this was in Ohio. Like I live here. I didn't even know. Like, it's so cool to see. Well, one thing about the pandemic is people finally are Googling things to do in uh, Ohio, things to do in Cleveland. So every day people come in and they tell me about like, I had no idea this was here. And then they look at my guest book and they're like, people come from all over to see this place. South Dakota, Hawaii, California. I'm like, well, not always do they come here just to see it, but that happens. But we get uh, guests from all over because you're coming through Cleveland, right? And you're like, things to do in Cleveland, unique things to do in Cleveland. Of course, we're uh, on the top of many of those lists. Oh, for sure. And what about you do exhibits also? Because I think that's how I first, the first one was a witches exhibit that I first became aware yeah, I think uh, I think you talked about us a bit over a year ago with our William Mortensen show. Yeah, was that the apparitions? Uh, well, then, so uh, I think you posted about us for the apparition show, and then I was going through that, and I remembered when I shared that on our Facebook, we got a lot of shares for that. Oh my gosh, you remember me? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So then I thought, well, I should uh, let her know about the apparition show. Okay, so I had them reversed, okay. So the show that we have right now is called Apparitions, and it's, uh, I'm not sure when you're going to post this, but uh, it's going on for the next, closes at the end of this month. Then we have another show. It's called uh, Transmutations, which is Healers Oracles, I believe, and it's a photo show. And uh, there are some really amazing uh, photographers in it, uh, modern witchcraft photographers, as well as some older vernacular pieces. Uh, probably there's a woman named Destiny Turner, whose work's pretty incredible. Um, Courtney Brown, there's a uh, woman we just signed with a couple days ago from Mexico. Now I have to remember what her name is. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's really cool. It's modern witchcraft photography. And that starts in the beginning of March. So yeah, we always try to switch up what we have in the exhibit, exhibition space, I mean space, it's one big wall, but uh, we've, <sighs> apparitions, we currently have like 94 separate pieces of um, photography or art on there. So we're talking things from the 1600s to 2020. So it's a really broad spectrum. I, uh, through the museum, I've developed a really wonderful relationship with a New York City art dealer named Stephen Romano. And Romano is, uh, he just, right when he first opened, he started sending these messages like, we should collaborate sometime. And this was four years ago. I was working a full-time job as well as doing the museum. And I was like, 
yeah, that'd be cool. And then um, a couple years ago, I bought a stack of prints from him by a woman named Olga Furbe-Captain, who I'd love, the Theosophical Society member from the 1930s, and her prints are fantastic. And that developed her, uh, that kind of like star relationship going again. And he's been so generous with the things that he loans the museum here. Um, and uh, so he's curated this next show, the uh, uh, Transmutation Show. And uh, I'm just thrilled. I can't wait to show the stuff. So. Oh, that's exciting. Because I wondered what that relationship was. And I wouldn't have thought to ask about yeah. it. So I'm glad that just organically came about. Yeah, I think he started out as a uh, art dealer in New York uh, specializing in outsider art and I think through that it just transformed into um, just more traditional uh, well traditional uh, occult themed art Ooh, I, I gotta go check out his uh, link again then can you buy can like somebody like me go ahead and purchase stuff if I can oh, afford yeah, it? yeah yeah he sells his I mean he's an art dealer so you know um it's funny, though, because uh, my good friend, Mark Stevie, he sold me a ton of books one time years ago, and I was like, oh, I'm going to hold on to these. And he was like, no, that's not the deal. You have to sell these. And, uh, and what he was doing was helping me figure out ways to generate funds for the place. And uh, he's like, you could be an art or you can be an occult book collector or you can be an occult book dealer, Stephen. You can't be both. And, uh, you know, I've kind of run with that. Because you do, you have a shop there too, right? Yes. So we have a shop, uh, crystals, cult books, um, sell a lot of t-shirts. If you visit our museum, bucklandmuseum.org, I, uh, you know, sell a lot of t-shirts online there. Um, yeah. So. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh my goodness. I am so, is there anything else that you like? people to know do they do you have to do time tickets or can they walk you know, up or? yeah um i don't think we're ever going back to a non-ticketed appointment just because people enjoy the tours much more now because a year ago up until about a year ago now it was just like everybody in come see the stuff right and but with covid of course we can't do that so now it's ticketed appointment uh, buy your ticket online, bucklandmuseum.org. Um, you know, I hate to jinx myself, but almost every Saturday and Sunday are sellouts. So uh, if you're coming through town on a weekend, buy your ticket now. Yes. Um, you know, day of. Uh, of course, you don't do this sort of thing unless you love to share, right? So you know, a lot of times people show up and they're like, yeah, I drove in from Kentucky or Nashville just for this. And I'm like, so you didn't check out the website. Before? <laughs> um, but, you know, of course I try to figure out ways to like get people in here. Uh, the locals, I'm like, come on, come back next week. Right. Oh, that's awesome. And do you have, um, in your shop, or, uh, like, is it, is your online um, shop, does it have most of what's on in your store? No. Um, here, since it's such a uh, 
you know, I do the tours, I do the buying, I do, um, you know, it's, there's only so much time in a day, right? So much, so much time in the day. So I like to update the website with things here and there, but, uh, if you want the real experience, you have to come. You gotta get up there. Yeah. That is on my bucket list. Awesome. I love hearing that. <laughs> and, um, and people can find you online or on socials too, like, Oh, yeah. We have a very active Facebook page, Instagram page. Every once in a while, I play around with TikTok, but, uh, you know, that's it's not really my generation at all. So I don't. <laughs> I hear uh, you. <laughs> but uh, this is our website, BucklandMuseum.org. Which is great. I mean, that's where that's where my first little tour <laughs> all began. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Shout out to our friend Coyote Holmberg, who redesigned our website last year, made it very beautiful, made it very manageable for our guests. Oh, not, I thought that it had a little, from when I very first had discovered you till more recently, I thought, yeah. oh, so there was a little tweak. Okay, well, that's yeah. good to know, too. Okay, so BucklandMuseum.org, right. buy tickets, get your tour, and you are the one that they will get to party with so to speak right or conjure a good time is that appropriate oh absolutely if you come in on saturday it's uh my assistant Kara's here a lot of times she's really great she's been a wiccan since she was like 14 or maybe 13 so she uh you're in good hands when you talk to her as well sometimes uh tony comes up from columbus and i always love to kind of force her on my guests. She's Sometimes she wants to, sometimes she doesn't, but uh, I got to hear a different perspective on the artifacts, which always helps inform my tours. So whenever you come up, whenever you come in, somebody that knows what they're talking about will be here to talk to you about it. So That's awesome. Oh my God. Well, speaking of talking, I really appreciate you taking time out of your morning to talk to me. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Nope. I'm so excited to meet you this way until the well. day comes that I'm actually standing in the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft and Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait to host you, you know, <laughs> beforehand that you're coming up, okay? I will, for sure. I'll shoot you a little doo-doo-doo, I'm coming. <laughs> All right, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much again, and keep warm. I'm trying, yeah. We uh, had a bunch of snow dumped on us here. I got to go shovel some. And uh, yeah, enjoy the snow that you have there in Nashville, right? Because yeah, the little bit of uh, little bit of powder on top of a lot of ice. <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't have to travel anywhere today then. No, we're, so we're trapped in our neighborhood until this thaws. So. Yeah. All right, well, enjoy it. I hope it's cozy. You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Morocco, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this audio journey. Did you like what you heard? If so, the best ways to show your appreciation are by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from, leaving a review if your podcast provider permits it, or by sharing this episode. If you're curious about the music, almost all of it comes from filmmusic.io, unless otherwise specified in the show notes, which is also where all artists and song titles are listed. 
And if you'd like to continue exploring with me beyond the podcast, you can always jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net or socially on Instagram and YouTube. I sure do appreciate you taking the time to sail the airwaves with me. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.